0: This week on Dr. Drew After Dark. I will say this for, I, I was never like an incel, but definitely someone who was incel adjacent. I'll say that. Like dick hiccups. That's what that sounds like.
1: Dick hiccups. I like that. I like the <laughs> construct. You want to give me any little advice? I've got some ideas. Yeah, yeah this is
0: like a, a, advice that a stand-up comedian shouldn't be giving. <laughs> okay. Uh, as the kids would say, negative riz. Cap. Yeah. <laughs>
1: dr drew after dark please be advised that dr drew after dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children hey now welcome dr after dark everybody we appreciate you being here and supporting the people that support us of course and you know we have the new new sort of added element here of live calls so watch out for that on social media we will tweet out or Post on Instagram when we are taking calls and uh, just call in with whatever you've got. You'll, you'll hear some of that today. But of course, we are also taking uh, emails uh, at DrFDarkGmail.com and uh, the voice messages at 818-253-1693. Today, my guest is Asan Ahmad. He is a Bangladeshi-American comic who is a favorite here in the Austin area. These gentlemen in the booth think he's an excellent comic. And I appreciate him being here. He, um, it was an open for the Brian Simpson, Annie Laterman's Bobby Lee's of the world, and also as a frequent guest, uh, co-host, a solid comedy show. All right, so how did you end up here Austin. in Austin? Yeah.
0: Oh, so I was I was at you know doing comedy in Los Angeles, working at the Comedy ha, Store. Had, are you
1: are you born and raised here? Or when they?
0: No, I so I, I was born and raised in the Bay Area, oh. and then I went to college in San Diego, mm. then moved to LA.
1: So San Diego, that's a couple of choices: UC San Diego or University UC of San Diego. San Diego. Okay. UC San Diego. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I yeah got got my degree, and then I was like, then I moved so, to LA. And so you <laughs> <laughs> announced your parents that you wanted a career in comedy, and so they killed themselves, and then yeah. what
0: happened? <laughs> <laughs> <And> then <No. laughs> so. Basically so basically actually i knew when i probably my second or third year that i wanted to do comedy like in, i was in just, college yeah i was miserable what were you in supposed to be studying i mean i have
1: my i have a bs degree in cognitive science <laughs> keyword is bs <laughs> uh, <laughs> cognitive science, i mean that we've been through the cognitive revolution right mm-hmm. and that, it's sort of petering out these days but right but cognitive science is a, a worthy pursuit because god knows i want to talk to you about this but right. i'm gonna let you tell your story in a minute but okay. god knows cognitive distortions are fucking alive and well right now right i mean every time you pick up social media that's all i see is reasoning from conclusion or with some some classic cognitive problem and yeah. people have no idea they're doing it
0: Yeah. It's, it, it is it is interesting sometimes like I'll still u- I'll use something that I learned in class on stage every once in a while in uh. terms of like getting people's attention and how yeah. to like make people focus. It's very, it's a very, it ended
1: up actually helping me more than I thought it would. And, and so did you have a particular area? Because there's sort of like, there's, you know, there's cognitive distortion stuff. There's mm-hmm. persuasion, right? Persuasion is sort of a cognitive science.
0: Yeah. So I did, I, I, I did stuff on attention.
1: Oh yeah. Like,
0: like how, att- like I, I ran, uh, I ran an experiment on human subjects. That's, that was my coolest thing I got to do we just got to figure out how, like how attention works and like how long it takes you to like have a motor response to something how long it takes you to like take stimulus in and and, and respond to it, it was, was it one of these
1: classic uh psychology experiments where they come in thinking that there's something else they're being studied for and there's confederates in the room that distort things no no it was pretty it was straightforward. pretty straightforward like and this respond to this noise <laughs> yes yes we're okay. just we
0: were just doing brain waves and brain activity and seeing how brain responds got to it. all
1: that stuff and how fast things got it take to process is it uc san diego students or people from san diego at large or
0: just around the just around the campus so really. you, anybody yeah. who you put the flyer up yep. or the email out whatever and if you wanted to come in you got like a little bit of money that's so,
1: <laughs> it's so interesting yeah and the, I guess the question would be uh, were you reproducing other people's work, which is impossible or, or did anybody ever reproduce what your findings were
0: um I mean it, it sort of seemed like if I'm being honest like sort of uh, like almost like the training wheels of learning how to do something
1: like this it felt like I, we were just doing something that's done, been done before which is a legitimate in psychology especially that's yeah. a legitimate pursuit because the uh, what's the the crisis called the reenactment? the um there's a name for it where you redo other people's work, and there's sort of a crisis in that because the reproduction rate is only like fifty percent. <laughs> it's like flip <laughs> yeah. of a coin.
0: Yeah, I don't think I don't think we like found anything new. I think okay. it, it was
1: pretty. It was pretty like confirmed. Yeah, <laughs> confirmed. A- any surprises for you as you studied that stuff?
0: Um, you know, what? I'm a big sports guy, mm. and it was it, it really made me like understand like how hard baseball is at a professional level. That was yes. like that's what it taught me uh, something about. Like it takes a, a fastball. 0.6 seconds to go from the pitcher's hand to the plate. Yeah, It takes 0.2 seconds for the batter to even register that he had thrown a ball. It takes 0.2 seconds to do the actual action. So that means you only have 0.2 seconds to decide whether or not you're going to swing, what type of pitch it is, the location of the pitch. And that was, you had 0.2 seconds to figure all of that out and then try to make contact. My, having
1: talked to some of these guys, my understanding is it's all sort of guess. They're just mm-hmm. guessing what the pitch is, guessing where the ball is going to be. And they make a decision as they're throwing the ball, essentially,
0: based on release point and like that sort of stuff. Yeah, but it, it was like I really got like, oh wow, that's really impressive that they're able to even hit
1: one. And, alone and some like, of these guys say they can see the the rotation, the, the rotation, and see the the strut. You know, the uh, what do you call it, the weave on the ball which I don't know if that's true. It might be a perceptual, you know, like a distortion of some type.
0: Well, maybe I I feel like maybe that because they know like the patterns as to which like what's a slider, what's a fastball, their mind puts the rotation on it.
1: So explain to people what you mean by that. This is the, so this is the other thing that drives me insane. People don't understand how flawed memory is, mm-hmm. and they don't understand that we superimpose reality. Mm-hmm. So give them a little primer on that. Things you think are true. Yeah, it's,
0: it's just that you, like, like <clears throat> eyewitness testimony and stuff, it's like the, it, all that stuff is not that bulletproof
1: as you think. It's not at all bulletproof yeah, at, yeah, yeah. at all. It's completely, uh, mostly fabricated.
0: Yeah, and, and people will definitely, like, you definitely put, yeah, your perception of reality informs what you are seeing so it's you know it's 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 very interesting when people will be like, well, I remember this this way. Even in my own memories, when I remember like stuff as a childhood, as a child, and I'll talk to someone about it, it's like, oh, it didn't really quite happen like that at all. Yes. I just so sort of mash different events together into it,
1: one thing. Every time you have a memory, you should just think to yourself, at least that's how I remember it. Uh, yes. it, it, could, it, it is wrong, probably, mm-hmm. at least it's not accurate. It may, it may be completely distorted, or maybe just partially wrong. There's no way, it's not a, it's not a movie screen that you're playing. No, yeah it, yeah. it doesn't work like that. Though some people are more that way than others, like, I have a son that I can just ask him to play the movie back. And he can, like, and just sort of play the movie. And it's it's exactly what, I mean, precisely what I remember. And so I either he and I have the same memory quality – or we both have that ability, and I used to have it much more when I was younger.
0: Yeah, some I mean, uh, spoil the beans. a podcast I do a lot with Derek. He's like, he's like that, where he'll just he can just a movie scene, he can just tell you just what play happened. it back. Yes. Yeah, it, yeah.
1: some people are that way, and that's what kind of fucks it up for everybody else, right? Because very few people are like that. Most people have all kinds of. First of all, what they're laying down is distorted, and then what they reproduce is distorted, and then every time they reproduce it, they distort it again.
0: Yeah, but also, you, also movies are different because you can you can see, see it, it multiple happen. times. You again, can rehearse it, and they're and the exact it. same. Whereas your memories, they're just. What, however you've editorialized, whatever you're blocking off, yeah. that just is
1: what it is. Do you use this in your comedy at all?
0: No, not necessarily. Yeah. What, what I'll do in my comedy is like to gain attention, I'll do like focus points. I'll make sure like after the end, after end of like some like long bits or long, like, you know, long chunks, I'll come back to a certain point on the stage and sort of like bring the attention back to me. And then I'll go out and do stuff and across the stage and I'll come back to that point when I want them to, oh, joke's over, focus on me, here's a new thought. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, so I'll, I'll make sure that I'll make sure there's a physical
1: point on stage where I will stand. You know, it's fa- I've never thought about it as an attention point. I always thought it as sort of a way to sort of the speaker to kind of. I, I use the same thing when I do public speaking, and I always insist they put some sort of a home base, like mm-hmm. a podium or something that I can return to. And I always feel like it's a place I can just kind of regroup, like it's a safe place. I'm behind a podium. Yeah, it's, it's base. Di- it's base. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and it feels like. I never thought of it as an intentional thing. I always thought of it just sort of something I need. You don't pay <laughs> attention to my dick. Okay, they want me to get on with stuff. I, enough of my fascinations <laughs> with cognitive science. Uh, so you were telling the story about getting uh, from San Diego yeah, so to I, comedy.
0: Yeah, I was, I was at school, and I, I, was, I hated it. I, did, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to do school. I knew going into college that I was only doing it because I'm supposed to, you know, like the Brown, become a doctor. I was doing all that because of that and so oh, the brown you know <laughs> the classic brown stuff <laughs> the brown become
1: a doctor yeah i love it very real <laughs> it is very real I right mean, so that's why i said your parents are dead now <laughs> <laughs>
0: i'm very so i'm very close to my mom's side of the family there's like 23 cousins and i'm number five Oof. and it's dent it's pharmacist dentist physical therapist pharmacist me dentist doctor dentist dentist doctor you know what I mean? it's like that it's like something crazy like that yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lot Um, but yeah, so what I did is
1: broken free, my friend.
0: Yes, I did. I did. And my, my cousins like, look up to me. It's like, it's like really nice. They're like really supportive, but, um, so what I did is I started doing comedy in college. I didn't tell my parents Mm. and then I intentionally didn't take organic chemistry because I could get my degree without taking organic chemistry, but you can't really apply to med school. You
1: can't, you cannot? you can't.
0: So. I intentionally didn't take it.
1: Oh, you were supposed to be a physician. I see. So that, you, were, you were on your way. That's okay. that,
0: that's the path that my parents okay. wanted me to got take. It, got it. So I intentionally didn't do it. So that like. When, you sabotaged yeah, it. I sabotaged yeah. it. And so I had already. So as soon as I graduated college, I started working at the comedy store. And Did then,
1: you contemplate not graduating college? Or was that too tall in order? That was too much.
0: <laughs> it's like. Because <laughs> this was a two year plan to tell oh, my parents oh my that I'm gosh. doing this. It's so, funny. so by the time I really told my parents, like, I'm going after this. Like, I already had a job at the comedy store. I was like i couldn't um in, in
1: la yes the comedy store yeah. yeah
0: no no in san diego and then uh, i moved to la uh, and then uh uh yeah and then by the time i was like look i have this job I'll, i pretended i'll take a gap year
1: and was the job uh, of sent, handing out flowers in front of the comedy Seating people <laughs>
0: seating people cleaning up vomit that sort of stuff yeah the things you gotta do yeah but uh i, I Did remember you ever
1: see uh crashing the, the TV show "Crashing" with Pete. No, Holmes. I haven't seen it. It's, it's about his story through that kind of stuff. Right, yeah. where it's like it's a, very good. Yeah. Do you guys see "Crashing"? Yeah, yeah, well, it's good, well, right?
0: Uh, the 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 sort of thing about comedy, like the criticism I heard about it is just it's just like an accelerated thing. Crashing, it's like things happen after one after another for him. Where oh, it's like, for, he, for 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 me, it's like ten years. Before no, you get the stuff sense happens. that, that
1: yeah. you you while watching, you get the sense that because because he he um points out the misery he was in you get the sense that it was for a while yeah okay yeah, so. okay I, I, I do have to watch it but yeah,
0: yeah so i remember i told my parents i would take the gre at the very least and the day i took the gre there was like this sort of it was sort of a fo- fork in the road moment of like this is what i could do like the path down the academic road or the path down the comedy road so the day i took the gre the los angeles rams were playing san diego Mean the Los Angeles Chargers? Los, uh,
1: <laughs> the Los Angeles Rams. No, oh my god,
0: Los god no, Los sorry, sorry. Chargers? They were the Saint. they were this, oh my god. It was the, the Saint St. Louis Rams. Rams at the time. Wow. The Saint Louis Rams were playing the, the San Diego Chargers. San Diego Chargers. Yeah. And Derek had a friend on the Saint Louis Rams at the time. Shout out to Darren Bates. Yeah. Right? And um so the day I took the GRE, Derek calls me up afterwards and is like, Hey, I need you to help me find weed to sell to the <laughs> To the Grant. players,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! And, and this is before weed was legal in California, probably. No, this was this was weed was, oh, okay. weed was right.
0: uh, it was med- it was medical. Okay. But I had my medical card. It was right. Really so, easy to so
1: get. those of you don't know, California went through this long phase where there was medical marijuana, which yeah. was as uh, I forget who said this. Essentially, you go in. Your problem is you have I have a weed deficiency, and yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, I, I need that's oh, why medical. I problem.
0: would say I, I, I was anxious about lying to you by having a medical condition. Yeah, They're right.
1: like, well, you know, I'll help with that anxiety. Right. <laughs> Exactly, and uh, but but everybody could get it, and then we finally just legalized it. So yeah, so you got that.
0: Yeah, I got that, and I was like, oh, I could go down this road of taking tests and doing academia, or I could go down this fun road where I'm giving weed to a Los Angeles or St. Louis Rams player, and it's like, oh, let me just let's let's go to the more fun like route of life that gives me stories. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Like I I I told someone yesterday, like if, if if I were to die tomorrow, I would look back on my life and be like, damn, I lived a good life. I did some things that that's, most
1: people don't do. That's an incredible thing to say. Actually, very mm-hmm. few people can really say that. Particularly at your age, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most people have an, a journey, and they go, "Okay, that was good. I, you know, I feel good about. it. I'm great, grateful." But to really, how old are you now? I'm thirty. I just yeah, turned 30. I just thirty to feel like wow, you've been living the life you want to live. That is yeah. extraordinary.
0: Oh, it's it's uh, it, it. It was a great moment where I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, if if this all ended. My God! What did I do? I did so many things. Good for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Nice. And so, so take me from the St. Louis Rams to the moment, the present.
0: Um. Yeah. So I, I I worked at the store for five years. In L. A. In L. A. In L. A. Did that, and that was uh, unbelievable. The store at the time was crazy. Just like celebrities and like big comics and I, I got to be—I was making money hand over fist. It was I, nuts. <laughs> I,
1: I get I get confused those the those those stores along the Sunset Boulevard there. There's the Comedy Store. There's the, the Laugh Factory. The Laugh Factory. Mm-hmm. Comedy Store was was Mitzi's place, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
0: That's the one. And yeah. I got there right when Rogan came back. Okay. So
1: it just was like this.
0: Uh, they you know like a second golden age almost as they call it, and then the pandemic happened. I had just gone full time comedy. Probably a couple months before the pandemic. And were
1: you performing at the comedy store at that point? Yes, yes. Like in probably the, like three times a week out, you know. The big room or the...
0: So I was a door guy. So you got to cold open the rooms and no. I got up on the belly room a lot. Okay. OR every week. That's got the medium room and the big room every once in a while. Got it. Cool. Yeah. And then the pandemic happened. I was three months into comedy. Mm. Three months into full-time comedy. So I, I, everything went away. Mm. I thought, my, I thought the, my career was over. We didn't know what was happening. You know, I was certain that the store wasn't going to reopen that year.
1: And you were in the California, which was just a fucking shit show.
0: Oh yeah, well yeah. I moved back home to with my parents, San Francisco, to, yeah, the Bay Area, Cupertino, and then, you know, which was which was nice. Actually, like I got to hang out with my parents and see them like in, in sort of an older age that I probably wouldn't have if uh, this never happened.
1: Which is nice. That was, yeah. uh, that was one of the occasional side benefits of, of the pandemic. But I'm, I'm a little curious about Cupertino. What it was like going to grammar school and high school with a bunch of <laughs> Apple execs kids? It was zillionaires.
0: It was interesting. I think it's part of the reason uh, it gives you perspective kind of is because there's nowhere else like it. It's majority Asian. There was no American grocery stores in Cupertino for a while. It was all like, yet if you wanted to go to Safeway, that was the
1: big grocery store. You had to go to the town over.
0: <laughs> it was that sort of
1: thing. Is, is it all Asian or is it sort of just mixed sort of? It's mostly Asian. Mostly Asian. Mostly
0: Asian. And then I would say mm-hmm. white is the minority. It goes Asian then white.
1: And, and, but it's it sounds like it's Asian, non-American Asian. If it's if the- f-
0: It's a lot of first generation- Got it. Americans. In my, okay, yeah. So it. all, mo- a lot of my friends had immigrant parents.
1: Got it. Yes. Uh, my parents are immigrants. Yeah.
0: So yeah. So that that was that. It, it was a high pressure situation, for sure. That the, uh uh. I think the teen suicide rate there is like twelve times higher
1: than wow normal there. Just because the intensity of the parents.
0: Intensity of the parent.
1: Oh yeah. The yeah. the pressure is insane. Because uh, you know the the, you know, the sort of a classic thing that immigrants do in this country. It's mm-hmm. like, we've sacrificed for you. You have a special purpose. You must, you know, carry the, carry the torch forward. Yes,
0: that, That's the word I heard a lot. We sacrifice so much. For yes. You. Yes. Absolutely. So, so
1: there's actually somebody that studied this stuff and they found that there was the, the immigrant thing in educational, you know, delay gratification, mm-hmm. like austerity now, right? Education, which we've talked about. Yes. And then special purpose. You have a special purpose on yeah. behalf of everybody. That's yes, coming. yes, you
0: have to carry the torch. Yes, absolutely true. <laughs> but there's these things called suicide clusters there, where like there, there would be kids uh, who would uh, there was a high school that had train tracks near them, and every few years or so, just a bunch of kids would just jump in front of a train. Oh my god, it,
1: awful! You the, don't hear about this.
0: The, the pressure, the pressure is pretty insane. It, so you, that that was like that was pretty nuts. Yeah. And but like no, you, you know, no one else lived like that. I, and I realized that like I had a, just the perspective of oh I live in this weird place and you know very very I would say like very privileged mm. you know what I mean I've 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 had a good I've also had a good life mm. so it, it, just like having that perspective and being able to see outside of it I think helped me and,
1: and become and a comic. So now it's it's pandemic and how'd you end up here? This was the only pl- this was I just <laughs> this needed the only to place do com- was open. <laughs> this
0: I just needed to do comedy. Yeah. I just needed to do comedy. I I didn't have like I I had nothing in L A. When I left, I had no agent, no manager. So but was did like, any
1: was anybody down here that you knew? Or? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like Derek had moved down here already, okay. and there's a bunch of. Uh, I had a friend named Dylan Sullivan who was also a door guy. He was down here, and so I came and visited. And just the energy in Austin is very real. Yeah, yeah. It's very real. There's a lot of like, hey, things are happening here. Things, are, and you could feel it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, I just I immediately visited, fo- like found a roommate while I was visiting. We found a place in like a couple weeks, and I was down here.
1: Well, welcome. Glad you're on this show. This <laughs> yeah. is great. Uh, let's get to the sort of meat of what we've got. I've got a few calls lined up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting. Okay, <laughs> got some interesting calls coming up. But let me just, this this uh, email caught my attention before we the mic's heated up here, and I've got to get to it. So right. this is going to be interesting. I'm Malcolm, uh, 34-year-old female-to-male transsexual from oh. Kansas City, been on testosterone for five years. One of the first changes I noticed was bottom growth. I don't know what they mean by. Yeah, I, what is it? <laughs> I, I think she means clitoris. So my growth went from pea size to about one and a half inches. Okay. So we're talking like this to yay. Okay. Uh, I also noticed I went from being able to have multiple orgasms down to one and done. Well, mm. oh, that's interesting. Ooh. So the testosterone usually does increase, it increases the desire to masturbate and increases sort of the intensity of orgasm. And therefore, there'd be more refractoriness. So she can't have one after the other. Interesting. Pretty no. open about Susan being on testosterone during the t- menopause. My, my wife is on it, and I've seen all these firsthand things that she likes. My wife is in her mid forties, so this is a male, female to male wife, mid forties. Okay. okay, I always have to diagram these things; <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah, get yeah. confused. Everybody, uh, she's going to go through the same sexual changes I did. Oh, is she going to go? like if she gets on it when I transition from female to male? Try it out. Try it out. I'm coming up in May. Um, so I think what he is saying mm-hmm. my God I, I need like a, <laughs> like, I do, a mind I feel like a little like, little like, bit. like yeah I need like a cue cards uh, all right so what he is saying is that his wife who is a female is contemplating going on testosterone due to menopause mm-hmm. and they want to know if he's if she the menopausal female is gonna have the same changes as the female to male transsexual the answer is yes and no uh, that the doses of testosterone you're taking to transition are quite a bit higher than what we give somebody just to replace in menopause. Menopause, uh, the ovaries produce testosterone as well as estrogen and progesterone. Historically, testosterone has been left out, much to the detriment of women. That giving them enough testosterone to replace what your ovaries should have made or would otherwise be making should restore your mood, restore your libido, maybe give you a little muscle tone or leanness, that kind of thing. But it shouldn't necessarily cause, you know, orgasm intensity, sexual, you know, over the top sexual desire, masturbating all the time, clitoral growth, though that kind of can happen.
0: Oh, whoa. I I got stuck on loss of orgasm.
1: The loss of multiple Multiple orgasms. Now now having one big one.
0: That's, that's, uh, I
1: don't,
0: I wonder if that trade is like worth it.
1: Isn't that an interesting question? Yeah. Because as a male, what's that? Just blowing loads. Just blowing loads. But as a male, it's intriguing, the whole multiple orgasm thing. Like, that must be great, right? That right. must be awesome. But is, is is
0: the, I guess, is the male orgasm then bigger and then the female orgasm just smaller in terms of intensity? Or do they have the same amount of intensity, just
1: I, I they think, also get more? I, I think it can go either way. Mm-hmm. But this person's experience, Malcolm's experience, is that because the intensity is greater, he's also having refractoriness. Okay. And which, which makes sense, right? Right and, right. and so to have these multiple orgasms, but but women that have multiple orgasms describe them as sort of more whole body kinds of experiences. Have you ever talked to somebody about that? No. So, the, so they're the more whole body. They, they're less, you know, sort of genital, sort of, but they can be. See, okay. This thing about women, they're all over the place, right? <laughs> right we <yeah>. we, we <laughs> come in one flavor. Yeah. Malcolm is joining us. Uh, and and it, I've always thought it was mostly testosterone that, that did that. And this is a piece of evidence that suggested it is so. Damn. A so whole body versus well, it's sort of. I, we, let's see if there are any multi-orgasmic women on the, on hold here. Yeah, that, uh, I, that you know
0: that's always one thing that I wish, like, no. we could like put yourself in someone else's body. I just would want to know what a female orgasm feels like,
1: right? Well, female, would well, you want to know? Mm-mm. You want to know what a female vaginal orgasm feels yes, like? Yes, you, yes, you, yes, know, yes, you don't yes. care about a clitoral orgasm because you assume that's <laughs> like a penis. Uh, I get that one, right? Right, yeah, and I think a lot of men feel that way. Have you ever, like, queried women about you're cognitive sciences did he ever did you ever go down the road with that at all
0: you know what no i you know I, this is the first time in my life really that i'm that i'm in like a sort of healthy relationship good for and you. you know and i'm having like you know consistent sort of you yep. know, consi- healthy sex yes, so yes. i'm like i haven't really delved into like that you know hey. a, lo- a lot of my sexual experiences have been with prostitutes so oh, i never interesting it's, yeah it's never really i lost my virginity to a prostitute interesting. so i've never really you know it's sort of an in and out situation there's not a lot of like hey what's going on well you're not
1: and who knows what she's experienced it could all be just for show yes yeah yeah
0: yeah. i I don't know how much of her you know she's not gonna get i don't know there's not a place to delve into real
1: answers and stuff like that really there's a couple things i don't want you to out yourself or anybody else but i'm just curious yeah yeah i'm here to talk about where do you go (laughs) in los angeles do you go to does there prostitution rings in los angeles so
0: so at the time when i first got there there was the back page
1: of the of the LA Weekly or something No
0: no no it was called backpage.com oh, and just they had like an
1: escort section I see and yeah, it, yeah. is that I mean do you risk okay. legal how do yeah, people do okay. that so it's
0: really scary so this is this is like cuz you think about like people like cops or people trying to
1: You would think the vice to, squad would be there trying to get right. you Right
0: so so my plan was <laughs> this this maybe this sounds fucked up but I would always <laughs> go for like the bigger more unattractive women <laughs> Because in my mind, even a, a cop setting up a sting wouldn't be so vain. Right. Would also be vain and yeah. try to still be a hot woman.
1: Well, not only that, they they wouldn't uh they they wouldn't go that direction. They they yes. go more towards entrapment. Yes, They, they, yes, they, yes, they wouldn't yes, yes. go for the one that had the low probability of trapping somebody. Right, absolutely. So
0: so I always I always play, and then and oh, then the God. one of the girls I met off there, she actually. Gave me like sort of just tips and tricks to be like you know, you know just be aware of what kind of motel that the person like. She was really her name was Susan. She was <laughs> she was that was her fake name, but she was really great. So if Susan, if you're listening to the shout out to you, thank you for helping me you you probably just, get but, not but get Susan, arrested. He,
1: he also called you not very attractive, so I apologize yeah. at the same time. I mean, so, I think I think, so, she, I think Susan knows. Okay, <laughs> okay, she knows. Okay,
0: fair enough. Fair enough. And then after that got taken down, it was a lot of like massage parlors. And Los Angeles has massage parlors everywhere. But ha- There was like three in walking distance from my apartment. So isn't that,
1: <laughs> what part of town
0: were you in? North Hollywood, like <laughs> in the arts district. It was, I was in a nice place. And,
1: and so is that, is that reach around or you know, sort of happy ending or is actual full?
0: Happy ending, but some of them will have sex with you
1: and are these and, and and what kinds of how do you know that you're going to that kind of place and, uh, and that somebody with a badge is going to walk in right after the-
0: Man you know there's a, you take a lot on faith and you just hope and pray that a badge is walking Is there in. a
1: website that gives you sort of
0: Uh yeah I mean it's just sort of you can just sort of tell like if if you go to a place and it just says massage and there's blackout curtains and that sort of stuff you're like oh you know oh you my know. god yeah yeah. and, and then you, and i'd walk the, in and I'd go on the table and instead of putting the towel on i would just be naked and that would be like that's the your
1: that's your t- and yeah what, and you the, wouldn't
0: have to say any words so it's not like you know what i mean if <laughs> if if they're if they don't want to do that they, oh sorry put the towel on and you put the towel on you're like okay this is just a regular massage i'm leaving <laughs> yeah. No, we still get the massage. The, Did, massage, the and massage is the,
1: if you are If you're there naked without the towel, is there. Who taught you about the towel thing? Is it just something you figured out? It's something, you know what? I uh, read it. See? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just so, ask Reddit some stuff and they'll answer And, and so you. This is fantastic. Yeah, and so you, if if you are sitting there without the towel, do they still massage, or do they just get right down to business, to get they, you out of there?
0: They massage, but I will say the trade off is the massage part isn't as
1: good. It's short.
0: Yeah, because you, you're you're sort of like because you are paying for the massage and then you're paying for the extra. So like I always was like, man, I wish the massage part of this was better.
1: And, and do you do you? <laughs> Do you uh, do they ask you what sexual thing you want or they just do whatever they offer?
0: No, no, they ask you what sexual thing you want because it's like it's like almost like a menu where it's like, well, this certain thing costs more, this costs more, this and costs do more.
1: Do you thing. get to choose who your masseuse is, kind of thing? Or
0: uh, if you go like if you go to a certain place a bunch and they know you, yes, <laughs> yeah. Was, at, at a certain point, there was one near my house where they would be like, I'd be like, oh, Vanessa, and she'd be like, hey, who do you, you know, And she, oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: God, this is such, it's, I feel like I'm peeking into a parallel universe or something. <laughs> it's so interesting to me. Yeah. And, and, and then do you tip them or is it just whatever the money is that they well, charge? The, well,
0: they're not, they're not charging for the sexual thing,
1: right? There's no like receipt. Like, no,
0: there's no receipt. And the, that's yeah. sort of the get, get around. It's like, hey, you're two consensual adults doing this. And then the tip is what they suggest. But, you know, the tip and, is what you're really and, paying for. And
1: do for. they suggest before the whole thing? Yes,
0: they, they, t- they, t- they tell you, oh, it'll be a tip of 120 or something like that.
1: It's so, it's such a crazy thing to me. (laughs) And and, do you ever like befriend some of these women? You yeah, said I mean, Vanessa is your friend. Yeah, I mean, yeah
0: like no, you be, you become you become friendly with them. Sometimes. And, and are yeah. they yeah. So I, like we would like they would just ask me like how my day was. One of the co- couple of them came out to a comedy show so, once. You know what I mean? Like they
1: fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, and, and they're, they're shout being, out to my prostitutes yeah, in the front row. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to my. <laughs> how was I last night? Very yeah, cool.
0: Almost, uh, almost very much like therapy in, in a weird way.
1: And do you ever start to feel? for them and the work they have to do or they ever uh sort of there was of course trauma survivors and whatnot
0: yeah i mean you sort of like when you you know have at the when you first start going for it, it's for the sexual release right and then and then you sort of just sort of think like oh man this is probably like there's so many bad things around this yes you know what i mean like is it bad for your soul yeah you sort of you sort of feel it but you know in your early 20s you're like ah fuck it you, <laughs> you know what i mean
1: you gotta but, do something yeah 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 and uh it's interesting. I wonder if a lot of uh, millennials are doing that because there's there's a, there's a definite sort of move away from relationships.
0: Yeah, maybe. Uh, for for me, it was just like I just had, I never had trouble like talking to women. I had, mm. but I had trouble like closing and 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 creating relationships. Well, but
1: I would argue that some of that closing problems and relationship problems is is. How how crazy male female relationships have become for you guys? Right, it's a lot of work. It's scary. You could be accused of sort of all kinds of things. And that was the beauty
0: of this. There was no room. There's but not. That's what I'm saying. It's that's a that's, transaction. There's no accusation. That's why I think
1: millennials sort of go. I always thought maybe it was porn that was, but maybe this prostitution that's taken taken over. Because it's it is it is to women's detriment to treat men so shitty yeah to make it so difficult we, we're we not very good at relationships naturally no. so oh. if, you, if you make it difficult we're fucked we're just like oh
0: yeah and, and and the the overall thing i got from it is like this i did think like this should probably be legal prostitution yes this should probably be legal that's the, that's what that's what i got from it because it's like i don't know it does it does have like i will say this for i, I was never like an incel but definitely someone who was incel adjacent i'll say that uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of time on the internet and stuff like that, it's like it, sort of, a, and it, coming from a kind of religious family, like yeah. a like a Muslim family, like, mm. sex is like this big sort of deal, and don't, you know what I mean? And then yeah. you sort of go, and it's like, oh, it's just a natural human function, you don't have to put this much weight on it. Mm. You know what I mean? That it's like, it, it it's not what you make it out in your head to be when you're not getting it, and then, like, the internet's putting its
1: stuff voodoo on you.
0: You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, okay. Just like relaxing. You, should, you should
1: speak to this more because I, I think you're a representative of your peer age. You mm. know what I mean? I think there's I think a so. lot of this going on. And, and you have thoughts about it. You ought to put it into your comedy and think about it because it could be helpful, I think, ultimately. I,
0: I, I do think so. And then yeah. and part of the so I do this thing on Instagram called breaking news. And one of the ones I did when it first started popping off was follow me on Instagram by the way, Asan J Ahmad Yeah. I do I do one almost every day. And one of the one of the ones that I did was like, "Hey, if you are complaining about being incel, just grow some balls and pay for it." It's like it, it, it's not that it's just just take
1: take action. Like you know, don't because don't blame women.
0: Don't blame women. It's not that it's at the end of the day, it's not their fault.
1: Well, the, it, it I I don't want to take them completely uh, away from the responsibility because mm-hmm. it's it's not that it's their fault. It's 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 the it's the time they're living in. Mm-hmm. They are creating things that aren't helpful for men and are making relationships almost impossible yeah and and Uh it's not their fault Uh but it is uh, it is of the time and and people need to kind of square that out a bit Uh, i don't know i've been worried about exactly this issue Uh for a little while so i'm glad you're in a relationship it's good and and it's good to know you can come out of that phase and move into a relationship without being sort of adulterated in some way yes and you do have to get away from like the, the
0: the sort of peer groups that like reinforce your thoughts you know that's the to, to me that's the big problem with social media yes is that the, I, the idea is good that you can connect with people all over the world yes but what ends up happening is you create these echo chambers so that's why i make sure that my twitter is i make sure i have people from like the left and the right and like all sorts of people and i make sure like sure. they all stay on there Sorry, <laughs> because i can't I, if i start if you start living in a world where your feed just tells you what you want to hear there's no way, like, in either direction, s- you become a bad person. You, even, no even
1: I, that I've been deeply trained in objective thought, mm-hmm. I, I go down rabbit holes with some of the guests I interview and things like that, and I have to pull back, or can I have to think about this? You have to always stand back and think about things. Mm-hmm. Out, much like we were talking about memory and other things, it's, it's your your brain will play tricks on you. Yes. And you have to understand how it does that. One more email before I go to calls. Wife and I had our first child 14 months ago. Unfortunately, since then, she's has sex hasn't been the same. 14 months ago... To this day, she has zero pleasure sensitivity in her vagina during sex. We thought this may be the healing process, but now we're concerned. Is it possible for women to permanently damage her nerves in her vagina to give her pleasure? If so, can they ever recover? Please help. Um, Want my pleasure, want to pleasure my wife ASAP. Um, So I'm not quite sure what, we need a little more detail about what she's describing, but I have heard of people, women, their orgasmic function changing after a vaginal delivery. Mm. Like they go from what we were talking about earlier with multiple orgasmic to much like Malcolm, just one orgasm, right. clitoral, clitoral focus, and that's that. And I'm wondering if that's sort of what's part of what's going on here is that you're not used to – you've got to adjust your techniques mm. to how she her anatomy may have changed. Right. And, yes, the nerves are stretched, and, yes, there's some damage, but there usually is good function, and it's not numbness. Mm. You don't get numbness in the vagina. And so – the other thing is that if she's still breastfeeding, that could be making things worse. And it's normal for 12 months after uh, a delivery to have a low, low, low sex drive. And so you've got to get back to her doctor and talk about some hormone replacement to get things started up.
0: Yeah, well, hopefully she's just not into you anymore. There's always, that. that. always, always that, a. possibility. Well, always <laughs> possibility. By the way,
1: women are pissed when you know, they blame you for the baby, like <laughs> what they're going through. <laughs> right. Okay, let's go to some calls here. We have all sort of stuff here going on. Oh my goodness, uh, oh gosh. Uh, okay, let's talk to uh, Fred from New York. Um, Fred, welcome, my friend. What's going on?
2: Hey, just a quick question here, really. Uh, I'm just wondering so I've been with my partner for almost 10 years now, mm. and every time my D gets hard, I begin to sneeze yes. uncontrollably. Yes. Sometimes hey. only once, sometimes up to 10 times. I'm just wondering if you have any answers for that.
1: You know why that happens? Correct. Correct. So, uh, very common. Uh, And it does happen, and uh, get this, if you take Viagra, same thing would happen, same thing. So the nitric oxide dilatation, the the uncoiling of the arteries to the penis that is mediated through nitric oxide, as that happens, the autonomic function associated with that is somehow clued into the vascular system in the center of the nose here. And so it's very common for people to feel nasal congestion, sneezing, runny nose, all of that can be all part of the sexual response in men and women, but more so I've seen it in men. And what I can predict for sure is because you have that connection rather prominently, if you were to take Viagra or Cialis, you would notice nasal congestion, maybe even uncomfortably so. Like it can be a problem. And it, it, it's just, yeah. and it's just well, that something all, that he has to deal with? Say that again, Fred? Sorry.
3: That's
4: all I deal with, really. That's the only
1: question I had. Yeah, well, good. And it, it is something you have to deal with. Uh, and there's like not there's nothing that you can do to like. Mm, you could try some nasal sprays, you know, mm-hmm. you could like uh, Afrin or even a steroids nasal spray. But why? Yeah so, yeah. so you have a couple sneezes. Big deal. Yeah, it's
0: like like dick hiccups. That's what that sounds like.
1: Dick hiccups. I like that. I like the <laughs> construct. It, <laughs> it, dick is... hiccups. My nose has dick hiccups. <laughs> yeah, that's <what> the... <laughs> Woo. Use that. Use that comedy brain for good, my friend. <laughs>
0: It is so interesting to see like what's like connected sexually. Like one of the things I learned in school. Uh, yeah, go ahead. So one of the things I learned in school was that like uh, the reason why some people have foot fetishes is that like in the the sensory map of the brain in the head, it's the a, foot it's, and the it's penis adjacent. are yeah, it's adjacent. Yeah, right Sometimes they like get crossed, th- and th-
1: it's almost like a synesthesia. Yeah, that's what some people theorize. It's not actually been proven, but that's one of the theories.
0: Yeah. So, so my my professor was the guy who. Uh, for brain disease invented uh, found phantom limb oh yeah he was that guy is some uh, i forgot his name is he the guy that put the, the mirror yes to, that was him he was the and he's he said, a neurologist yes and yeah. he said when people have amputated penises to get feeling in there they'd rub their feet
1: oh how interesting yeah that dude is awesome yeah. i i i uh forgetting his name forgot i forgot his name too yeah mm-hmm. i i followed him for a lot his his thinking but what he essentially what we're talking about it, is people have a, a terrible pain in their limb and they actually take the limb off or the limb is already off and they feel as though there's pain in the limb that's not there. It's called phantom Yes, Dr. Ramachandran. Pain. There it is, Ramachandran. I've actually done a podcast with him before. Um, and he invented this thing where he put a mirror in front of the existing limb so it looks like there's two arms there. Mm-hmm. And just that reprocessing in the brain allowed them to relax, feel like they're relaxing this phantom limb and the pain would diminish. Yep, yep. Amazing. Uh Jeffrey, what's going on, buddy?
2: Hey, uh, it's a little different topic. It's not as interesting as like, you know, foot fetishes and stuff. But <laughs> I I work in a mechanic shop and um <clears throat> been working there for a couple months. I'm exposed to a lot of loud noises and I started to have these symptoms come out of nowhere, like loss of balances, just hard time focusing with my eyes. Mm. And in the beginning you try to brush it off, but then as it prolongs you kinda of think of the worst. Mm. But kind of I do an extensive Google research, but I was thinking, I'm like, fucking hey, am I getting like vertigo or something?
1: Do you, when you turn over in bed at night, do you get any spinning?
2: Um, to be honest, I kind of take zinc and magnesium, which kind of like relaxes my body and I'm kind of usually out. Okay. So I do kind of toss and turn.
1: Okay. But you're not aware of any movement that causes, you feel like you're continuing to move or your head starts spinning or the room starts spinning, anything of that sort.
2: Not that I'm aware of, but I do see that like, you know, when I'm out and about that I do feel slight um, just imbalances with my, my body yeah. when I'm on the phone. Like I'm having a more harder time I see focusing with my eyes.
1: Yeah. So Jeffrey, here, here's what needs to happen. You, you need to see a doctor. Obviously, you need a careful neurological exam. There may be more testing to be done, but I, the, there's a quality of what you're describing that I, I think this is actually anxiety. I think it's actually nothing except you've 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 back to your cognitive science stuff you reinforce this stuff and you've made an issue of it and you've sort of built yourself into this anxious state where you're being triggered every time you get this little symptom but you do need to be thoroughly evaluated there can be other things as you know as you did the massive google search it can be tumors and neuromas optic you know acoustic nerve neuromas and all kinds of stuff or a middle ear problem or nothing but you do need to get it checked out okay Oh, he's on hold.
2: Okay, all right,
1: Thank you. All right, buddy, get checked out. It's no, I don't don't freak out about it. That's an important thing. It it, it is. You, you were you were uh, nodding your head, Asan, when I was saying anxiety. Obviously, something you studied in school. Yeah, it was something that you, I, I, de- uh, deal could you, with. You, too. Could you hear that in yeah, him, yeah, That anxiety was like, a, is there really no symptom? Yeah. It's like a vague <laughs> symptom, but it's a lot. <laughs> it's like,
0: as, as someone like, I have very hypochondriac ish where like something small will happen, I'll worry, I'll worry. And then you go to Google and that's like the worst thing you can worst, do because it's like, it'll tell you, like, oh, okay, you have the worst thing that could possibly happen to you. Yes, yes. And so, yeah, you, you sort of,
1: like it's, why you have, it's why there are physicians Yeah. because we see these things over and over and over and over again and we know the context for it by doing the exam and then we have a, you know, we've seen it so many times, we kind of, well, this is sort of in the anxiety zone, I
0: think. Well, mm-hmm. things that, that anxiety and stress can do to your body, like they're just so intense yes. that like it can make you feel like, yeah, you have this terrible disease and it's like, oh, you guys have to find a way to manage your thoughts, really.
1: Mm-hmm. Here comes a nice relationship question from James. What's up, James? Hi, Dr. Drew. Yeah, buddy.
0: Um,
3: first time caller, cool. uh, I just want to say I love the show. Thanks. Um, I have been experiencing, uh, some trouble with my son's mother. Um, I'm 26, she's 27 mm. and for like the past eight months or so, or since pretty much my, my younger brother passed away, we've kind of been in like a loop of like fighting and. So, so hold, know,
1: hold like on, the There's a, you packed a lot into that. So, so how old is the baby now? Uh, four years old. Four years old, and and it's been eight months of fighting since your brother died. What happened with your brother?
3: Um, he has he had muscular dystrophy. Oh my goodness. Um, and he went in for like a feeding yeah. tube surgery and yeah, I uh, just ended up his body wasn't strong enough.
1: Right, the, the muscular dystrophy is terrible, and, and so okay, so did you have any behavioral or mood changes back then that might have triggered her uh, or upset her?
3: I think a lot of stuff plays into it. Um, That's why I wanted to talk to you because I feel like you you tell people the truth. And I I, I don't know, you know, what level of it was my fault. But I I asked her, you know, to be more there for me Mm. um, and take time off of work. That was my job was taking care of him. Like I was getting paid through the state to do that.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: And. I was asking her to help out with the kid and just give me some time to breathe because she was working full-time and, and then I was the full-time
1: parent. And oh, man, this is uh, tough. This is really tough. And, and, you know, Christina P. and I did a whole episode about really how women aren't good at this when they're already mother, caretaker, breadwinner. They, they get very um, turned off, I guess to be the strongest word yeah. I could use, by, by men having needs when they feel depleted uh or they feel like maybe their needs aren't getting met it's really hard for them uh and and legitimately so right i mean having a, as you know now as a caretaker of a four-year-old you still can't replace mom right right you know she still gets all the distress yeah, and the download and what the child sucks out of her so in in a way her being sort of unhappy with your situation not surprising it's not her fault nor is it your fault that you have these needs right now i i think uh, again, this is you know, it's a pretty complicated situation, my friend. Do you, you want to give me any little advice? I've got some ideas.
0: Oh, man, uh, this is, this feels like uh, rough. Yeah. yeah, this is like a, a, advice that a stand-up comedian shouldn't be giving. <laughs> okay.
3: uh, In fair this Situation. If All right,
1: so I'll be, so be the this one. is
3: the advice I want to hear. So I'll, I'll be the <laughs> one.
1: Well, he needs a little levity right now, just so you know. That's part of what I would recommend. I, I think you're going to have to find a way. Woo, it's gonna be hard, man, because you know, these stages of life when you're just the, the commitments and the work and the child rearing needs are so massive that you kind of just have to bear down and get through it. Uh, when I think back to when we were raising triplets in their sort of earlier years, I don't fucking have any idea how the fuck we did it. You, you just you know, it's a, definitely a young person's game. I couldn't do it now. I just <laughs> jump out a window, but but you have to kind of bear down and survive it together and and maybe sort of get with her kind of the way I would do, I would do twofold thing. And this may be too sort of uh, just so, but I'm going to say it anyway. You have to find another way to get your needs met. I don't mean sexually or romantically. Some way to get a breather on your own with your friends, with people that care about you. You've got to create that. Maybe it's working out, all the above. Sleep more, eat better, work out some. Find a way to hang with friends to just just... Uh, get away. Just get away so you can pace yourself and get through this. On her side, uh, you need to sit down with her and go, hey, we're in this together. We, we've we got to get together on this and get on the same page. It's not going to be a happy time. I, I understand maybe I laid too much on you. Maybe it may a culpa as much as you can. But, hey, honey, I need you in this too. Some Something in that order. Can you do that, James?
3: Uh, Yeah, Um, I, and I have tried. I don't want to take up too much of your time. There's yeah. just uh, some missing context um she went away on vacation in mexico recently uh, like two weeks ago and just it felt like she kind of left us screwed and so it was a big fight while she was gone and then i said you know i don't want this relationship to continue this way mm. she took it as a breakup and mm. so for the past eight months i've been saying let's do let's plan this I, we have a four-year-old and that now she's Came home from Mexico, moved in with her mom, and it's like we're not working together. I have no idea what's going on with my life, and I'm just trying not to be bitter about it all.
1: Oh man, <laughs> it, it is it, there. There is not a magic solution for. I'm I'm glad you're still in the fight. I'm glad you've been are able to be clear with her. We we need more from what she is thinking and feeling, and and the tough part. Does she come from a broken family? Uh, yes. Yeah, I the mean, tough part is to is to figure out a way to get her on board here. I mean that that's really I think your task then is to figure out how to get her to appeal to her to say, hey, let me have this child at least. Let's do this together and get through this.
0: Yeah, and, and, and I think just sort of the positive take from this is like, look that what's good for your kid too is that you're still willing to to fight. You know what I mean? Like, you're, yeah,
1: I, I love that that he's in it. I I'm sort of pissed. I don't pissed isn't the right word. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what to do with her um yeah you know, i mean <laughs> the, more the easy you know the easy thing to say is oh get in a room with a the therapist yeah of course it mm-hmm. goes without saying and everything i say you know go <laughs> get proper analysis go but but we don't even know if she's willing to go in the room mm-hmm. right and and so one of the first things a couples therapist would do just you know what would happen is go would i talk to each of you and go are we in this thing or are we out are we are, are you in couples therapy to end this or are you in couples therapy to try to restore it and the problem with uh you know, people want to restore it. You know, seventy percent of the time they end up ending it anyway. Mm. So it, it it is, you know. And if if that's where she's at, that's going to be your job is learning to accept that. Right. Which sounds like it's going to be very tough for you.
0: It, it 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 sounds like he's willing to accept. He just wants to game plan with her about like, hey, how do we? But do he wants her kid? back. He wants yeah. her back, and, and yeah. I'm not
1: sure she's in. I doesn't and, feel like she's in. Doesn't feel like she's in. It doesn't, but she, does, but it doesn't mean that she wouldn't get back in that's the thing so mm. yeah it doesn't feel like she's in. it feels it does, yucky yeah
0: the 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 vacation in the middle of all that doesn't feel that's what doesn't feel good about it
1: i agree <laughs> yeah yeah, i agree like, and, and the fact that he just completely just she just sort of abandoned him it didn't seem to care that of course they were fighting because he was like in pain yeah he's going through a lot oh man alex what's going on there buddy or female alex male or female hey yeah hey, oh, there you are hey alex, what's alex up? yeah hey, male Ho-
5: hopefully it sounds like a male it does, <laughs> does, does indeed. Uh, yeah, thanks for taking the call. Appreciate it. What's up? Um, yeah, I had a. I guess I'll jump right into it. I had a question for you about trigeminal neuralgia. Mm. Um, my mom, my mom's been kind of battling it for 20 years. Mm. Oddly enough, it, it kind of kicked off on a family trip to France way way back when I was in fifth grade. Mm. And to, to make it short and concise, she's had gamma knife surgery once. Um, she so had been on a, the maximum dosage of Tegretol four times a day, every six hours. Uh-oh. And <clears throat> basically at this point, the doctor is kind of like, you know, you're at the maximum dosage, gamma knife, you can really only do it twice. So if it comes back, you're kind of shit out of luck, so to speak. So... Oh, dude! Been, is she taking you know, pain? In
1: the meantime, is she taking? Calling the
5: internet, joining Facebook. Yeah, she taking pay, groups, trying to figure out that's the right thing to anything, do. Right so. thing
1: to do. Get get involved with the patient patient focused diagnostic specific groups. But but are is she on pain meds?
5: Uh, no, currently Ugh. not. It's just uh, she still, still taking Tegretol as like a, and I believe it's an, that's an anticonvulsant for epilepsy, which
4: yeah. helps take,
5: a little bit. But the, the problem is you have to take it every six hours. So last dosage is 11 p.m. First of the day is five a.m. So there's a sleep issue. She's in her mid to late seventies. Oh
1: so man! I think
5: all of that is leading to a little bit of memory decline. Oh boy! And I'm just wondering, you know, I know it, there's not a lot of treatments or even a right. cure. So I was well, if anything I, so, new out there, right. At so,
1: all? So it's a fifth cranial nerve. Did yeah. she did she have shingles or anything that t- ticked it off, or just it was just spontaneously occurred?
5: Uh, no, just kind of spontaneously yeah. and, it, it and it can, it you know, hit here, hit here, hit here. That was way, way yeah. after the onset.
1: Yeah, terrible pain. Terrible, okay. awful pain. Okay. It's called trigeminal neuralgia. It's a, yeah. a, a ner- nerve pain from the facial, not the facial nerve, but the nerve that uh, sends sensory information from the face. Okay. And uh, the, one of the great advancements in it is that they can go back to the origin of the nerve and do a gamma knife. to sur- Some of the theory is that they develop nodules in there or they can open the 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 ostium that the nerve comes out of and things, and sort of try to relieve the, the the thought is there's some pressure, pressure on the nerve or something or something yeah. causing the nerve to trigger. And, uh, you know, the gamma knife, as you know, Alex, is the big thing. That's the big advance. She's had that twice. Now, Tegretol is sort of the classic yeah. medicine for this. But in, in my world, people try lots of different uh, anti-epileptic medication, you know, Depakote and some of the newer ones and, you know, Kepra and things. Has, has she ever tried all these different uh, anti-seizure meds?
5: I, I know there was a variety of them. Uh, Tegretol is the one that is sticking out in my memory because she's still taking that. But for, for the other ones you rattled off, they, they don't ring a bell. Uh,
1: so that that, that would be the, the thing to do, and that's about all we can do is to try other, you know, Neurontin. She's been on Neurontin. That's sort of a classic one also. Uh,
5: I, I don't believe so.
1: Okay. Well, Neurontin would make perfect sense. Uh, I You know, that that is one of these meds or that Neurontin, and she can take very high doses pretty safely. Uh, So Neurontin, you know, probably if she were under my care Mm -hmm. in a case like this, what I would do immediately was just I would add Neurontin and start boosting it up. And if I got a result from that, then I would start to think about getting off the Tegretol, which clearly wasn't working, and uh, try Depakote or Kepra and some of these other things that are more powerful. And and also aren't every six hours like this stuff, so it's easier to live with it.
0: And so there's no, they don't know why it happens, it just sort of triggers?
1: they, They... not really. It's, it's, yeah, it's awful. Oof. And the, the the really big downside is sometimes people get um, put on pain meds, and the pain meds perpetuate the whole thing, and you get in this cycle where, right. you, well, you sort of need them. You need them, but the, the the pain meds cause the pain in a sense that that you mm. you must have studied some of this. You get hyperalgesia. The the, the the endorphin system sort of uh, compensates for yeah, the opiates and like, then and now, and now it worse. needs it because now yeah well and then if you have any addictive potential then your brain thinks you need it and starts giving you the pain to you know make you take it is all crazy it's super oh, crazy man
0: yeah the the, the getting addicted to painkillers is like so the worst scary yeah the I worst. remember when I had my wisdom teeth taken out and they gave me hydrocodon and I just knew how bad it was mm. when I when I had to take it I would make sure to do something unpleasant. So oh, that my brain look would,
1: at you with your cognitive sciences would associate hydrocodone. So
0: I took I, I took hydrocodone and I went Christmas shopping, and it was one of the worst experiences of my life. And now every time I think about it, I'm like, oh, I don't want to I don't want to do this. I, I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna tell you that um you you would you were somebody that would not develop opioid addiction <laughs> yeah. because. Were you that person? Even that Christmas shopping would have been the greatest experience of your oh, life. Okay, See? that's fair. That's fair. It just—it really. So I just got and, lucky and that and my there brain is a divide. There's a continental divide between people that love opiates and people like you and me. They're just like, oh, yeah, it just didn't know, do really. nothing for did me. Nothing, or makes me even just a little aversive.
0: Yeah, and I, and I also think about putting myself in the mindset of like, you gotta not like these.
1: I, I, I get what you're saying, Maybe? and the magic no. of cognitive science is I don't want to diminish that at all, because yeah, yeah. because it, it is, uh, are you, do you do other things like that in your act, or other things like that in your life now, where you're, again, I've asked you this a couple times, a couple yeah. different ways, but I'm sort of hearing more things creeping in <laughs> from your cognitive science background that you yeah. use on a regular basis.
0: Um, in my life, I, will, I, I meant to ask you about, I was going to ask you about this anyway, this it. is a good time to bring it. So um, what so, about the prostate? I've, I know, <laughs> I've started, I, I've made a, a commitment of no more soda.
1: Oh, before you, before you, I asked about the soda. Yeah. Does your current girlfriend have any issues with the prostitute past? Do you talk about that? No. Does oh, yes. She seem, def- does she seem like
0: we definitely, we definitely have brought it up, and it's like I had a, I had a relationship, past relationship, end because of it. So it's like,
1: how did? What do you mean? Like,
0: just they couldn't handle. They just didn't. You know what I mean? They just like couldn't wrap their brain around it because it was, what, it was a, a legit addiction. I would say.
1: And at what stage in the relationship did you bring this up? Ah, uh,
0: like we, we, we like few months in
1: So it wasn't date three it was No, 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 no. And, and then was it that she felt threatened by it Or would, uh, I, would I hear some women she say She was a some, little
0: more religious So I think it's just sort of that okay. Sort of aspect how of it How could you Yes Yes That was the energy How could you You, you know like why I, you know, I had a therapist once And I told him He was very judgy He was like how could you do this And I immediately left him Because I was like I you know, I didn't tell you this To be judged about
1: How it. could you do this Yes
0: that's what he said And that's what, that was her energy as
1: well She had the same energy As my therapist What a fucked up thing For a therapist to say Right
0: that's what I thought so too. So I left immediately. You I weren't
1: doing snuff porn or anything. Yeah, were you? No, no, like,
0: no. I was just. Hitting,
1: I mean, there's there's a time to say, "How could you do this?" <laughs> but, <laughs> no, no. It was, but but if it's just if it, it was nothing like, more illegal than what I was doing. But even though the, the right response would be, hmm. Right. I wonder if you have thoughts about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that consistent with who you think you are? Is that who you want to be? And we all kinds of ways you can question it. Right. There's a way it. to talk but about what it. what are, are you doing? It's fucking Maybe shut down about it. Of course. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. run away from the therapist. Right.
0: So with my current girlfriend, I, I, it definitely came up early. Because it's like, okay. let, me, let me get this. Let's get that's this out of the way. It's probably smart.
1: If, should, there, should this not work out, that's probably a smart thing to, to do. But, I, but I'm going <laughs> to predict that uh, there are more than just you out there in your millennial cohort that are doing this stuff. And, and it's going to be something that, it's going to be a thing. Yes, I think yeah. it's
0: absolutely going to be a thing. Yeah. So it's like I, you, you know, hopefully being able to talk openly about it will put put it in your act, man. Yeah. so I'm sure. l- slowly working on it. For slowly sure. working on it. It's that's one of the, that's one of those things though when like a stand up is so rough when they don't like you and then when you reveal like hey i used to fuck prostitutes and then they're silent it like extra hurts because it's like we'll damn d- i really opened so- in we'll something do it in the and-. vulcan
1: not the creek in the yeah. cave. Let's, let's see. but uh yeah and by the way you can always keep it as you know well what am i telling you but you can keep it in your back pocket and when the laughs are raining down then pull it out see how it goes yeah here we, here we go here
0: yeah. we go yeah i definitely don't open with it it's not an opener um so soda yes so i i, I told myself no more soda i'm done mm. with soda yeah so any what,
1: particular kind of soda, or is it sugar soda, diet soda? Any kind, even diet soda. You're just for a soda consumer.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. I, I drink soda a are lot. we talking
1: kind of goofy, crazy, like, you know, liters and liters a day, or? No, no, no. A couple no. cans a day.
0: Not even a couple cans a day, just like, just every once in a while, but still.
1: You figure it's not good for you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm so, All things being equal, okay.
0: Yeah, but, but what I have been doing is I've been drinking a lot of carbonated water. Okay. To replace it. And Great. I would, yeah, I was just wondering, is that like. Is carbonated water just like water that's just carbonated, or is like is am I putting something else terrible in my body?
1: Not that I know of. Okay, no, or not that I've heard of. Okay, I I am gonna bet there's a difference between what we're drinking out of a can versus you know the Italian soda water versus the French water versus whatever. Right, probably some subtle differences in the electrolyte composition, but nothing of medical relevance that I'm aware of. Okay, because and, be- and I would argue it's healthier.
0: Okay, so that's the that, that's what I've been doing. That that replace the the cracking open a can like a rambler like getting hearing that noise makes me feel good and then drinking the fizziness makes me feel good. Yeah, so,
1: I like the fizziness too. I get that. Yeah, so it's like it
0: that's whenever I have a so- whenever I want soda, I'll just take it. And, and there's something, water.
1: you know, I'm kind of a diet coke dude a little bit more mm-hmm. than I would like to be. Mm-hmm. And there is something, I don't know what is in it, but something a little sort of satisfying in a way that like just water doesn't satisfy. Oh and, yeah. And, yeah. And, and 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 carbonated water comes close. Mm-hmm. So I would argue. Okay. Let's uh, look at a couple of videos, shall we, before oh. we... Uh,
2: yeah, I got a fun one for you. All right. Oh, man, I love that. I love that paper,
3: guys. Yeah. Yeah, I love those sounds. <laughs> what? Yeah, I wish I could
2: date
1: one of you. Uh-oh.
2: So for people that are just listening, can you explain what you just saw? I
1: can't figure it out.
2: <laughs> so I, it's a girl at a mall. Okay. And she has some brown paper bags and a guy walks by so, so and touch but, those bags.
1: Wait, so hold on a second. But but it looks like the bags are in a chair or something, like almost like a massage chair. It seems uh, like they're
0: at a massage chair in the mall. Y- you know right. Is that what that is? Okay. Well, I think those, those are, are legs, her, what you're
5: saying. Yeah, those the, are legs.
1: <laughs> those are her legs. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay.
4: Touched,
0: yeah, love those
3: sounds. Song, <laughs> he does love it. Yeah, I wish I could
1: date one of you. Okay, so there's a lot going on. I now I, mean, I know why I yeah. missed a lot of it the this first is to unpack, time. Drew. There's a lot to unpack here. So, so he he goes. So she's got some plastic bags in her lap. Mm-hmm. He loves the bags in her right, isn't that plastic bags? No, those no, are her, her Those are her pants, and she has a paper bag on the ground. What's what am I looking at in the in the center there?
0: That's her leg. It's like one of those massage chairs oh, at the mall. She's in a massage chair. She's oh, in I a see. Massage chair oh, I the thought
1: mall. the black things were her legs. Okay, no, no, no. that's the massage chair. <laughs> got it. Yeah, got, yeah, got it. Yeah. Okay. And he has a pack sun bag there, and he's this old dude needs to lose a few pounds. Comes up and <laughs> in a very um, what will we call that a, a creepy kind of way? Definitely creepy. Uh, it's how he loves them bags. And then he loves the sound of touching the bags, which mm-hmm. is extra super weird and creepy, mm-hmm. and then announces he'd like to date one of you. Now this is a little confusing to me. Is he talking <laughs> about the bag? Or is he talking about the chick and the chair? Yeah,
0: this seems like just the the worst opening line I think I've ever seen and, in and my life. But, as the kids would say negative riz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> negative riz.
1: Cap. Yeah. <laughs> 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 did I use that right? In this case, you did no. not. No, uh, there's <laughs> not a lie. I like that you said it. though. <laughs> I'm gonna get it right. It's like, like learning a new language around right here. Oh, it really is. You have to practice it.
0: But yeah, it just—it seems like he was like, "I want to open with these girls." I know, I'll come up with this plastic bag thing.
1: I see. Okay. That's what it seems like. It did kind of seem like that, but then it sounded weird. Like, and then he starts reaching in his pocket and it looks like massaging his genitals, which is extra crazy, <laughs> fucked up. I don't think that's what he was doing, but it kind of gives you the sense that that might be what he's doing. I think he was just super nervous. I, think so, to I hands, think so too. I think so too. But it made yeah. it weird. Is that a phone in his left hand? That is, is that? a phone. Yes. Okay, he's, he's texting, texting somebody. Someone. Yeah, <laughs> so very weird. And, <laughs> he's and like, I'm gonna do it. Well, if you, I'm if you, about you, to <laughs> teach him back. No, but if
0: you look too, if you look too, it's like these two big blue things. So it's like whoever he's texting isn't giving him that same amount back. of energy. Yeah.
1: Yes. Exactly. If you really,
0: if you really, I was thinking that too. Yeah. It's like he
1: is. He is downloading on somebody. Like
0: there. Wh- what whatever he's doing to the girl right there, he's also doing to that person on the yeah, phone. 100%, you know I mean? Like 100%. that text might as well say, I love how paper bags feel. And, 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 <laughs> and,
1: and, and then I, or maybe it's like I'm gonna go over to this chick right now. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah some guy being like, don't do this. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, don't is no. all the, responder <laughs> all the sudden, says. uh But the other part that I find troubling is he's too mature for this behavior. He's way too old for this. This is not okay.
2: He just for lacks him. social interaction. I feel bad for him, him as always
1: when I see these kinds of videos. I know this is a very sad person we're watching, and I wish he could date someone. Take a page from Assan and go visit a prostitute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. gotta,
0: you gotta, you gotta unload these negative thoughts with a <laughs> yeah, the sexual you be, you, therapist. You become
1: an incel. You yeah, know? yeah,
0: it's like you know this is a this is a clogged up decision that he has made <laughs>
1: clogged up this is, he is
0: clogged up and he's oh, making he's these terrible decisions up. there's
1: semen backing up <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> and it's like you just gotta even at his age yeah you just gotta a uh, sexual therapist man that's how that's how that, that's why we need prostitution legal
1: <laughs> well, they, I, you know it's I don't know what to say about that let's do one more let's do one more
0: <laughs> 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 cap
1: <laughs>
0: that that was no, correctly s- used no no sus sus <laughs> both of them <laughs> You okay. had it. <laughs> bro, I have some, fuck some fucking respect. Here. Get the fuck out of my car, bro. I have respect for people's cars. Get the fuck out of here. You need to have
3: respect for people. Dog, you can't be doing this shit. You can't be fucking can't blocking be traffic and smoking shit. weed while people are trying to shop. Ain't no one smoking, bro. We're not smoking. We're it, really parked. We're really parked, sitting there, bro. Get the fuck out of here. What are you gonna do if I don't, bro? You're like, What are you gonna do if I don't? Get out of here, dog. What am I gonna do? You don't wanna start this shit. Get out of here. What, what? what am I gonna do to you? Get out of here. What? Am, it, what are you gonna do to me? You're yeah. Not gonna do nothing, bro. Get the fuck out of here. You look like my father. I love you.
4: Get
3: out of here. <laughs> oh Get out of here. Your fucking pupils are as big as your eyeballs, dude. You guys, yeah. go, dog. you guys need to go sober up. Hey, dude, hey you hey, need hey, to be respectful. Hey, hey, nah, let's be cool, bro. Come no.
0: on. Weird. Weird. Because they're clearly not blocking traffic. They're clearly
1: in a parking lot in a parking space. Why? Why does this guy give so much of a shit? It's. Uh, it's. Uh, we need more information. Is there another follow-on or anything? Is that? This is it. All we got. Um,
2: let's see, so this was from December, Uh, I don't know where it is. is. Who who
1: is the, are we following the dude, or are we following the stoners? I mean, who's, this is the stoners post, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah,
2: they're the ones that uploaded it. Yeah. And Uh, there's like weird interaction with just Yeah.
1: Yeah. It
0: doesn't even seem like they're smoking, they are just in a pocket, it looks like they're just a couple dudes in a parking lot hanging out. It's and like by the way, and
1: kind of a nice car for kids their age. Oh, Look yeah. at that steering wheel. Jesus yeah, yeah, yeah. Christ! Rich parents. Yeah, yeah. Here we go again. <laughs> <Wait, what? laughs> you saying that that steering wheel looks nice? What you mean? Uh, the car looks like a nice, uh, like not a over the top nice, but like a it's a nice vehicle for a kid that age. Does it? It Stoner.
5: looks like a, like a fucking Toyota Corolla. What do you it, mean? It, it, might, no, yeah. it
1: might. No, it might. I see some of the shit over there. I I agree with you, but I it it might, but it's not a. It's it's not a total piece of shit, is all I'm saying. No, which yeah. Have
4: some fucking respect.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder what they did. That, I, have so, so, I have so much. People are crazy some these people,
0: days. Some people also just don't mind their own business and are looking for like just any reason to get angry at people.
1: I right, one more. I want one more. I need to have something to... Is he the cool guy in the mall? Oh, that was the cool guy in the mall. The guy, <laughs> right, the, right, right, right. He was a cool guy. It's true. Even without seeing his face, I mean, he was a cool guy.
2: Uh, you know what?
1: Here's another fun freak out. Okay. Is that Elton John? Yes. It is, right? This is his Las Vegas show, probably.
4: Mm -hmm.
5: Uh-oh. I'm just talking to my monitor guy. Can you get
2: the balance right between
5: the piano and everything else, for fuck's sake?
1: What? What? What is he trying to get? Fucking idiot. The mix right on stage. The balance between piano and vocal. Oh, boy. (laughs) Wow. Sir Elton. <laughs> I get, I get how you know he's played that song a hundred thousand times. Right, he has to go out on stage every fucking night. Mm. How if things aren't just so, it probably would drive you crazy.
0: Yeah, at a certain point, it's like if you're doing the same thing over and over again.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, mm. I, it's it's weird as an audience member seeing it for the first time. You're mm. like, <gasps> you know, but but <laughs> when you think about it from his perspective doing it for 65 years he's played this song a billion times.
0: We, we also don't know like his interaction with the guy who does like is this like
1: a, a thing long, that happens ongoing thing all the time yes
0: and he's just finally like, dude, I cannot take this anymore
1: So I went to that, I went to that show back when it was the red piano. I can see it's not the red piano anymore uh, this was in Paris, I believe. Oh, okay all right well interesting uh, and uh, we went backstage and met him. Oh wow could, could not have been a more gracious dude and uh, lovely and you know he has a bobblehead collection that travels with him. That's awesome. Yeah. That's that, that's that's fun, weird like
0: weird rock star shit. Yeah, that's yeah. like my bobbleheads come with me, or I don't go to Paris. Yeah, so...
1: yeah, yeah. It's it's a big like glass cabinet. Mm-hmm. I think it was bobbleheads. I'm pretty sure it was bobbleheads. Yeah, and uh again, if you're Sir Elton, why do what the fuck you want. It's fine, yeah. it's fine with me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, And thank you, Elton, for all the years of uh, great <laughs> music. Well, my friend, this has been a real pleasure. Yeah, thank uh, you for having uh, me. You it's have educated me, enlightened me. I always love when I you know gets a little bit of some headlines out of this. Uh, but I, I look forward to you including some of this in your comedy because right now, you know, I feel like comedy can change things a little bit and we need some change. I, I kind of feel like Chappelle like saved the world yeah. <laughs> like, like, with some of the stuff he stood up and said and was able to say. Yeah. It, it, it sort of just, it, it, I don't care even so much anymore about the content so much as being able to speak your truth without somebody hurting you.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, you know, uh, I don't want to wax philosophical how how comedy could be because it's also just like fart poop. You but you, know what but I mean? you but like, agree with me though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it, it definitely has the power to like you just like just the introduction of new thoughts and new ways of looking at things can really sh- shape your your own experience. You know what and, I mean? And
1: back to your cognitive training, mm-hmm. comedy is a way of getting in, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's you know the mm-hmm. the spoonful of sugar kind of thing.
0: Yeah, if if you laugh. You're more willing to talk to them. I remember one time I I did a show and somebody came up to me and he was like, Oh, you're one funny sand N-word. Right? And then I I shook his hand. And when I shook his hand, he was shaking and I realized, oh, he's never touched a brown person before. Like that level of but like because I made him laugh, he was open to talking to me. Do you feel what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Because when when he said that, he Yeah. I could tell you know, context is important and I could tell really in his heart of hearts. He didn't really mean it as yes. like to be hateful,
1: right? He was just—he was just. This is ignorant. He
0: was just ignorant, ignorant. right? Not, it, not
1: in the worst way, but just just, just factually ignorant. Just
0: factually ignorant, yeah. and it's like it—it it doesn't serve me to get doesn't serve me good to get angry at ignorance. Whereas, you know, and, and no, just solve it, yeah. Solve well,
1: it. But, but laughter is a communal experience, right? Yes, We're just, getting together with you at the focus. It
0: it opens dialogue with people. Yeah. He. Talked and uh shook hands with the brown person and he would have never done that if Where I never was made that? him laugh. This is hear? La Jolla.
1: La Jolla, California. La Jolla, California. How could you live in California? <laughs> California people don't realize California is like I, I always thought there was our greatest strength in California. It's just everybody's there. Yeah. <laughs> we're just we are just a polyglot. Yeah. We're living together and it's all cool. Everybody's there. Yeah. Oh, there's group. some stuff, obviously, mm-hmm. but but uh more than anywhere else in the country, I would argue. Even mm-hmm. more than New York City. Because so, mm-hmm. it's just, I mean, I mean, how many Cambodians are you run into in New York City? Yeah. I mean, a lot of them. Alhambra, right? <laughs> you know, it's like they're all yeah, everything. Everything's there,
0: right? So yeah, so. yeah. that's why I like about comedy. You you could talk to people and you you meet people that you would have never really met. Yeah. Outside of like, I I did I did a tour of uh, rural Indiana the same week that Trump was inaugurated, mm. and just talking to those people and like, you know what I mean? It's like a a lot of the a lot of them were just like. Oh, we just feel like no one listens to us and no one talks to us. I still and,
1: think there's a big contingent like that out there, and we got to figure out. And I think they're even—they're not angrier; they're scarier. They're yeah, more scared now. Yeah,
0: we, we just—we have this big—the the big problem is just demonizing the other side. Yes, it's like percent Just like you know, I mean, like I go—I I go into places like that. I mean, it's clear I'm from the Bay Area. Like yeah. my politics are a certain way sometimes, mm. and it's like, but it's like I'm willing to talk to you and not judge you. And then people are like, "Oh, you're like you really have way more in common with." people than of, you think
1: of you course so much in common yeah, well, with you know whenever I, I don't want to belabor this too long but mm-hmm. I, whenever i see somebody disagreeing with me physician peers on twitter mm-hmm. i immediately dm them and go let's get on the phone I guarantee you, we don't disagree that much. Yeah. And the disagreements are always very specific. And and you can go, okay, we can agree to disagree there. They're way more minute
0: than you think, but they're just so blown up online that it's it's,
1: it's intense. Well, let me shake this brown man's hand. Thank you. Thank you for being here. (laughs) Appreciate it. Appreciate it. His hand uh, was shaking. (laughs) His hand was shaking. Was it? Was it cold or sweaty (laughs) or anything? (laughs) You were good. (laughs) can tell a lot from somebody. (laughs) Damn. Sus. All right, y'all. We'll see you next time. (laughs)